If you're hearing the music and you're hearing the sound, you know what time it is. It is FRPC back on the air. And today we're talking football. We got to get back into it. We got some stories that we want to hit on. And basically this segment, the whole deal is going to be how you doing. All right. So basically the premise is, is we're going to check up on a couple camps. We're going to check up on a couple people. Um, highlight some situations, and just basically ask the question, how you doing? My name is Vince. I'm your host, uh, Nico Miatello, who is still on hiatus, getting ready for his wedding, his nuptials, which is about a week away. We are so pumped for him. God bless him. God bless Shannon. And uh, we are so happy for that couple to get together. We're so excited about that situation. So, Without further ado, we'll get into the pot. Now, um, we've been on hiatus for a little bit. Um, as a lot of people know, I lost my mother not that long ago. Um, we finally had the memorial uh, this past weekend. And uh, really, my mental health was not great. Uh, struggled a little bit, and it was hard to kind of get the podcast together. So my apologies on that. We're back. And we're looking to rock, and we're looking to rock and roll with this podcast and and get you guys back in the mix on football. And we're going to do a lot of it. Um, The thing that I want to kind of talk about before we get into the football is, you know, we talk a lot about schedule and what it's going to look like and this and that. What we're going to try to do is do this. I can promise you. Now I'm going to do my very best to get the show on the air and uh, do it the best way I know how. I have a lot of people rooting for me and I have a lot of people behind me and uh, shouts out to all those people who are supporting. Um, the other thing is, is that um, we are... You know, just in flux just because Nico's not here. And um, like I said, I went through a couple things. So we're hopefully to get back on track. Um, We will be doing some football. Football will be happening on Wednesdays. Okay. We thought that would be the best way to go. But right now, you're going to get a lot of football, basketball. You're going to be inundated over the next couple days because I probably have about four pods that I need to do. And today, we're going to start with just how you doing, all right? And the first team that's up, and it's really not the first team, what I want to do right now is I want to ask Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall of the Jets and ask, how you doing? I mean, picture it. If you're Brees Hall... (laughs) As the draft is going on, and you're starting to hear that you're going to get Aaron Rodgers, right? And then, all of a sudden, you know, you get the man. You get the guy. You get the legend. You get the what everybody's been saying. Like, oh, yeah, this is it. This is the guy. This is what we do. This is how it is. This is how it works. This is, you know, you're just so excited. And you're thinking to yourself, if you're Garrett Wilson, you're like, I'm probably going to catch a bunch of balls this year. Gonna have 12 touchdowns. I got the GOAT. I got the GOAT. I I feel good. 
And Brees Hall is thinking to himself, man, yeah, suck. Came off the knee injury, but working my way back. It's just me, Michael Carter. You know, we should be able to mix this up and really uh, put this offense into a new stratosphere with our quarterback, right? Then Alan Lazard comes in. Then Randall Cobb comes in. And then this week, Dalvin Cook comes in. So I'm just checking in on my fellas out in, uh, you know, out in uh, Hampstead, New York. I just want to check in on y'all and see how y'all doing. You know, is everything cool? Because I have a lot of questions, honestly. I have a lot of questions about this whole situation. Now, as a quarterback, Aaron Rodgers is great. We know that. We're not we're not here to disparage that man. He's an all-time talent. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a better quarterback situation than they had last year. Let's just face facts there. Now, the other question is, how do you think the young guys feel now? How do you think they feel? You know, they got drafted early last year. You know, they put up their rookie numbers. You know, they were pretty impressive their rookie year. And then all of a sudden, you got old man Rodgers coming in, and he wants to bring his his get-along gang with him. (laughs) I'm sure Garrett Wilson will say all the right things. I'm sure he will say, It'll be great to learn from these veterans who play with Rodgers for a long period of time, and we can build up our chemistry together and be more potent. I am sure that is what he is saying to the media. What he is saying to his boys is a different story. It is a completely different story. How in the hell did they bring these old-ass dudes up in here? Got to cuss a little bit because Nico's not here. All right. <laughs> How do you bring these old dudes up in here and, uh, you know, take away from my my opportunities, you know, in, in my, my touches? If you're Brees Hall, you're going, wow, you know, a great running back like Dalvin Cook. I have a lot to learn from him. I'm coming back off this injury. And, you know, it's a great. Our our running back room got better. Now, what he's saying to his boys is, it's like, yo, man, that old dude, I'm going to show him how good I am. Aaron Rodgers needs to trust me on the field on third down. Now, it all goes back to Aaron Rodgers, right? It all goes back to him. It all goes back to what he's comfortable with and what the what he envisions the offense to be because let's just face facts. This is Aaron Rodgers' offense. This is not Nate Hackett's offense. This is not, you know, this is not Robert Sala's offense. He's just concentrated on defense. And good Lord, does the Jets have a really, really good defense. Uh, going up against them will be problematic. But 
as far as the offense is concerned, it's catered to Rodgers. That's who it's catered to. We're not going to uh, sugarcoat it. We're just going to tell you how it is. My whole thing is, is that old dudes always trust old dudes. That's how it works. Now, you can be an anomaly and just come in and wreck the league. You know, we've had some dudes that have done that. Garrett Wilson is a fine player. He's a very good player. I think he can turn into an all-pro, all that. I, I do believe that. Grease Hall, I think, is nice. Like, I was really sad about that. I was a sad for Garrett Wilson as well. But Brees Hall, I was particularly sad for. Especially since it's some running back on running back crime. Since they were talking about all getting paid and not getting paid and how it was all working. My man got, what, $8 million? Cook got eight. I know Brees Hall sitting there like, damn, this dude got $8 million? He going to get some snaps. That means I'm going to get less snaps. Ah, oh. and poor Michael Carter, what he got to do? Michael Carter sitting there going, man, listen, I'm not the biggest dude, but I, I bring electricity to Gotham. And now you are taking, you are depriving the Jet fans of the electricity that I can bring because Dalvin Cook is here. Them young dudes are hungry. Best believe that. Okay? Best believe that those guys are looking for opportunities and they are none too happy, none too pleased to see their perspective uh, position rooms clogged up with old dudes like Lazard, Cobb, and uh, Dalvin Cook is not old. He's 28, but for a running back, he is, uh, he's on the, he's on that, uh, higher end of the spectrum of each. Let's just put it that way. But Jeff fans, I'm going to tell you right now, Aaron Rodgers is not known to be like the great leader guy. He's a very talented guy, but he's going to have to work with those young guys and help them understand what he needs from them. Cause he's going to need to rely on them. And if I was the young guys and I saw all these saw all these veterans come in, I don't know how particularly thrilled I'm going to be to just be selling out long-term for Rodgers when I don't know how long he's going to be here. You know, I don't know if it's two years. I don't know if it's three years. Hell, I don't know if it's one year. But I know one thing, if I'm Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, I'm looking out for Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. It's probably what I'm doing. The second how you doing is more critical. And we're going to get to it, and we're going to come to the la-la where I'm at. We're going to come to Long Beach, California, but we're going to go up the road a little bit. We're going to go to SoFi Stadium, and we're going to check in with the Los Angeles Chargers. And the person that I'm actually really concerned with and the how you doing I got for them is uh, Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley, coach of Chargers last couple years, is all well documented. We had the situation with the fourth downs the first year, second year, um, you know, get to the playoffs, 
and we blow a lead. And yes, also week 18, we have Mike Williams out there for a non-consequential game and he breaks his back or whatever, gets injured and can't play in the game against the Jaguars. So we have a lot of stuff to go on with Brandon Staley. Here's my thing that I want to say. He was a young coach. That doesn't make a difference. You need to get it done. There are no more excuses. Your offense is good. The offensive line looks strong. You have another six foot two wide receiver in Quentin Johnson out of TCU. It looks like Boza is slimming down and going to play more of the position his brother plays up in San Francisco. Shouts out to my guy Nico giving me that note. I love you, my brother. Um, so for Brandon Staley at this point, we are looking at it is producer or, or not. It is time. And I'm just checking in with you and saying, how you doing, man? How you doing? Because... It is your time to figure this out. It is your time to get all of this squared away and get this team to the playoffs and win a game. Win two. Hell, win it all. You know, you got the talent. They've been toting that you're a genius for a couple years now. We appreciate everything you did for the Rams. Super excited about that. Thank you. But now it's time to produce as a head coach. And I just want to make sure that your mentality is in the right frame of mind right now. So my second how you doing, obviously, sorry about that. My second how you doing is for Brandon Staley. This also goes a little bit. For Justin Herbert. Now, obviously, he's going to have a lot more leeway when it comes to, you know, are we going to doubt his career and all that? No, this kid is too young. He's too talented. He's played too well. Um, There's been some mistakes here and there. But there's some people sneaking up behind you, bro. You know, the Justin Hurt, the the, the, uh, Jalen Hurts of the world are sneaking up behind you. Trevor Lawrence, who beat you in a playoff game, he's sneaking up behind you. So this is a critical year for also Herbert to prove that he's also um, certified in that upper echelon of quarterbacks at this point. All right. But Brandon Staley, you're on the hot seat. I just want to check in with you, my man. How you doing? You know, hope the fam is good. And I hope you doing all right. Because that's, that's what we care about because we need you to win like 11, 11, 12 games and get your team to the playoffs and not be fussing around week 18 and see if you can get in, see if you can't get in. And please don't blow any leads to Jacksonville uh, this next uh, playoffs. The next how you doing <laughs> is a good one because – it's somebody that I think Nico would have been happy to skip over talking about. And I actually have a hard time talking about him as well. But the next how you doing is for Deshaun Watson. 
Now, this is not, we're not going to talk about anything off the field. Okay. We're, we're just not going to bring it up. It is what it is. People are on both sides of that. Uh, we will always be very, very sensitive to the victims in that, in those, in those cases, those multiple, multiple, multiple cases. But just on the field, Deshaun, how you doing? Because they don't know if he's going to play in preseason. Uh, there's a report that Deshaun wants to play in the preseason. The offense is changing a little bit. It's going to be more spread now. That's the other thing that we have to worry about. Now, Nick Chubb is still Nick Chubb. He's still one of the baddest men on the planet today. We don't have to worry about that. Amari Cooper is on that team. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones is on that team. They have some weapons. Deshaun Watson is making a lot of guaranteed money. And you can give him a pass for last year, for sure, because of the fact that it was basically two years off of football. And I have no problem giving you giving him a pass. But guess what? You can't get off to like a two and four, two and five start and think everything is copacetic in Cleveland. So Deshaun, I hope you're ready for this season. I hope you understand that this how you doing is more on get your mind right, dog. Get your mind right. Because if it starts off slow, ooh, it is not going to be good in Cleveland for you, player. It will not be good for you in Cleveland. So I'm uh, I'm with that. Now, uh, we're going to talk about a couple more things that kind of I want to throw out there, little news and notes. As far as Aaron, so thank you guys for the how you doing. We're going to kind of bring that as a segment. Um, I think we're going to try to bring it in, in like every couple weeks or whatever, but we're still playing with the stuff on football. A couple of the notes that I want to get to. This is a fantasy note and also just a pure football note. I want to talk about Darren Waller for a second. And I want to talk about him going over to the Giants and what kind of difference I think that he can make in that offense. Now, Daniel Jones, it is very understood that he is making $40 million a year. I do not believe that he should be making that money, but hey, it is what it is. And you get all the money you can, right? You get all, you are worth what they will pay you. That's just a fact of life. Now, getting Darren Waller, and I want to look this up because, uh, excuse me, usually I have this prepared, but I didn't think I was going to really kind of talk about the Giants, but we got some time here to fill, and I want to talk about them. Darren Waller, adding that addition to that team, I think might have been one of the real under-the-radar signings of the offseason. And give me a little space, and I'll kind of explain it. 
Now, we all know that the Giants have like seven slot receivers on their squads, like Slayton, and they got uh, they got the kid Highland from Tennessee this year, uh, Isaiah Hodge. Um, they got, what is it, Kenny Stills? It's not, it's not still Shepard. Shepard's on that team. So they got a plethora of slot receiver, Wondell Robinson. You, you can name them all, right? There's like six, seven of them. You bring in a guy like Darren Waller, who is a huge target at 6'6", who's very fast. When they were doing the uh, tight end uh, kind of boot camp, Waller was the fastest tight end. Okay? Fastest tight end in that camp. So, you know, Travis Kelsey puts that together, bring in all the elite tight ends, all the tight ends in, and uh, even the rookies and whatever the case may be. So, you know, they get work on how football is going to play out for them, you know, the upcoming season. Also, you know, iron sharpens iron, that whole deal. Waller is the fastest of them all in that group, right? Dalton Kincaid, people talk about his speed. The kid from Georgia, they talk about his speed. But Darren Waller was the fastest. Now, injury concern, right? That's a big that's a big concern with Darren Waller. It's all well and good that he's the fastest, got great hands, all this sort of thing. It's can he stay on the field? Now, if you're a fantasy guy, obviously you wouldn't take him high. But I would say this. I think he's going to be targeted a lot by Daniel Jones. I think for as long as he's on the field, and mind you, this contract gear for my man Darren Waller. So keep that in the back of your cap as well, in your back pocket. Um, I just think that this is a year where he could pull it all together. This is the offense that would really be able to feature him. And I'm seeing a lot of chunk plays, 25, 30 yards down the field, seeing routes with him, double moves, all that sort of stuff. Because you can line him up at the end of the line of scrimmage, or you can flare him out as well. He can he can play in the box or you know outside in space. Either way, runs great routes, still has the quickness. I'm thinking a big year for Darren Waller. So if you are inclined to do some fantasy. And you're looking for a tight end because, you know, top guys are gone. You know, Kelsey and Andrews are gone. Darren Waller might not be a bad pull in your late rounds. Okay? So, little tip from your Uncle Vince. You know, we ain't, you know, hey, I'm not afraid to help out some people make a couple dollars. You know what I'm saying? I am not afraid for that. Couple other things that I want to talk about with this offense, and now that you have Darren Waller with it, the other thing that that also helps with that is that if for some reason these he does hit and he is playing a lot, that's going to loosen up the box for Saquon Barkley. 
Now, he's still going to see a, a loaded box because he's going to be the primary person they're trying to stop. But if Daniel Jones can connect with Darren Waller and some of these receivers in a more positive way, I think you can loosen up the box and you can get a better year. You can get a more dynamic year out of Saquon. And obviously, Saquon won't help, won't hurt you in the passing game as well. So this, this is a really good team, and I think they could surprise again. And I actually am uh, – we're probably a, about a couple weeks away from predictions of the division. I want to wait to get Nico back for that. But I am – it's between them and Dallas for second – but I'm leaning more Giants than I am Dallas at this point. <laughs> I know a lot of people in Dallas are shocked by that. Because a couple of years ago, I had them at 4-13 four and, uh, four and 13 or something like that. And uh, didn't go my way, obviously. I was wrong. But, you know, I'm still, I'm still suspect on Dallas Cowboys. It's going to take some time. And I think they're in a critical situation. I know they just took care of their uh, longtime guard as far as that's concerned, which shout out to them. They should have, Zach Martin. Um, But their tackles, long in the tooth, injury prone. Um, You know, are we sure about that offensive line? I don't know. How good is defense this year? Any defense with Michael Parsons is going to be awesome. I like it. But I do have some questions. And they're also implementing a new offense as well. So keep that in mind. Where the Giants are not implementing a new offense. They're just adding to the offense they had. Mike McCarthy is going to more of a grounding pound scheme in Dallas. Kellen uh, Moore has moved on to the Chargers. So. Brandon Staley, let let uh, Kellen Moore cook. Actually, it might be interesting to see Kellen Moore outside of the Dallas organization where he's been for a long time as like quarterback assistant coach and things of that nature. And, uh, you know, obviously offensive coordinator. Um, I think they were trying to groom him for the actual starting job at some point. But I'm glad to see him spread his wings and see what he can do with that offense with all the weapons they have in Los Angeles as well. So a good little tie-in from Dallas to the Chargers, who we already spoke about. Now, I'm holding off on one thing, and I want to kind of tell you a little bit about it, is the uh, realignment in college football. We will get to that. Um, I know a lot of people have picked over it, and hopefully we can do it in a funny way and bring you something to it. But uh, I am, um, I'm an older guy. So obviously, you know, we were tied to the Pac-12, which I remember when it was Pac-10. So that tells you how far I go back. And um, to see it fall apart was a little sad. Uh, We will do more on it at a later date. And uh, I want to bring Nico in for that conversation because I think that's going to be a really, really good conversation. So with that being said, you know, I'm just going to 
leave it all right there. We got more pods to do. We'll be a couple more things that might come out over the weekend, but I wanted to make sure that we got something out for you guys. And uh, we are appreciative of your viewership and your listenership. We need you to subscribe to the YouTube channel and we need you to follow on Apple and Spotify so we can get those numbers up, rate, review, all that sort of stuff. Get involved with the program by uh, following myself and Nico on Twitter, which is at Nico FRPC and then at Front Runner PC. Those are our social medias. That's all we have for you today. Um, I'm looking forward to watching some good football over this weekend. And I'm also going to be dropping the basketball pod, um, if not later on tonight, um, sometime tomorrow. So keep on the lookout for that. So it's good. It's good to be back. Um, I think I am better now. Uh, Sometimes you have to go through your own personal hell to get back to what you love. And this is something that I really do love. I really do cherish getting on and uh, talking to you guys or talking to you guys. And, um, you know, hopefully we will be able to converse back and forth and hit me up on Twitter. But um, it's been a long road back. It's good to be back. And we will see you very shortly on this podcast feed. So for Nico Miatello, I'm Vince Carter, and we will see you down the road. Peace.